there. Thank you so much for reserving some time to listen today. Before starting, I want to take a second to ask if you can please click follow on whatever platform you're listening from, leave a review, or follow our Instagram page, which is angelmoments underscore 333. Also, I want to give a huge thank you for all of the support so far. This will mark our sixth episode, and I'm so blessed to say that we have surpassed 333 downloads. My heart feels so fuzzy to have listeners ranging from all ages and coming from places all over like Washington to India. I simply can't say thank you enough. To celebrate, I'll be hosting a giveaway via Instagram. The competition will start on January 13th, and I'll be announcing more details there, so please follow so you don't miss out. But now, back to this. I hope this episode serves you well. Also, just a warning, but this episode was recorded remotely, so I apologize for any muffled sounds or potential static in advance. I wish that wasn't the case, because this story is truly phenomenal. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Angel Moments. I am your host, Daniela Castillo Vasquez, and today I am super excited to let y'all hear my friend's story. He's someone who I consider to be really reliable and trustworthy, and I'm super excited for y'all to get to hear his story. I think it's quite special. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. uh, First of all, I want to say thank you for having me back on the show. Uh, my name is Brian Ringo. I'm a first-generation graduate at the University of North Texas. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm super excited to have you. So I have a question, Brian. What are yes. some highs and lows that you've had this week? Okay, so some highs this week maybe is that I registered for a CPR class. Well, not a CPR class, but a BLS class. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a little bit more advanced. Wow. So... That was pretty interesting. That's super cool. It is. It is. So it's. I think it's this Monday, actually. I am not sure. I need to check my emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a low for me. Uh, maybe praying that it's not going to snow tomorrow. You're, you know, you're praying that it won't snow? <laughs> yes, because I need to drive back to Denton. And yeah. it's going to be horrible if I, you know, if it does snow. That is true. I need to get a Denton as well. But then the bad side of me is like, I kind of want snow. (laughs) (laughs) What about for yourself? What's one of your highs and lows for this week? Mm, I think a high would be like, I had to be at school for like some training I had to do for my job. And I think that was pretty fun because I'm so excited to get the semester started again. Um, I feel like I do better when I have a routine in my life and I have a really good one set on campus over there. So I'm excited for that. And it just felt good to kind of feel like I was being productive with my time. But then a low, I think is whenever that happens, it's so hard to have like free time or availability. So even for us, for instance, um, this is my first remote interview. So it's like kind of like nerve wracking, but also exciting. So I guess it's not a low, but I think that's the lowest I've gone this week is just having to think and do things like without a plan which I'm not really used to that's awesome you know it's interesting to um 
sometimes you get out of that comfort zone, you know, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. True. And like sometimes we just have to face adversity and like go with it, you know. Exactly. Who knows? This might turn out awesome and now like it's a new future that I could add on to this whole right. interviewing process. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I wanna ask now, what does an angel moment mean to you? Well, an angel moment for me, I think it's like how I described it before, you know, it's a turning point of a story. And, you know, sometimes it's like a miracle, I guess you could say, or a mm-hmm. positive thing that happens in your life that shocks you. And, you know, you use that to better yourself and like become a better person off of it. Exactly. I love that. So do you want to share your angel moment now? Of course. <laughs> I'm so excited to do it. At the same time, a little bit nervous just because it's like bringing flashbacks of what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. But honestly, it's super cool that you're willing to talk about it. And I think it could definitely serve some people well. It will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? Uh, I want to say it was, I was in the sixth grade, I think so. Either sixth or fifth grade. And well, it, it all started off with an ear infection, right? So mm-hmm. I woke up one day, you know, my I can't hear anything. I go to the doctor and they're like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, it's just an ear infection. So I take my antibiotics and everything. And then, you know, the days, um, you know, go on and everything. And I remember this one day going to school. I believe it was a Wednesday, actually. And I woke up with a fever. And I'm like, dang, you know, like when whenever I get sick, I get like super sick because it's rare for me to get sick. I guess it's just the way that my body is and like, you know, eating like super healthy, I guess, in a way. Um you know, when that happens, then, like, it happens horrible. So I get a fever, and I stay home for probably three days, I believe. Mm-hmm. And everything goes back to normal. I go back to my daily routine, you know, going to school, uh, going to soccer practice afterwards, and then doing homework and everything. And the fever comes back. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, it's not supposed to happen, you know, to get mm-hmm. fever and then get better, and then come, and then it comes back. And then we go to the doctor and they're like, well, we're going to start, you know, monitoring the fever and we'll see what happens. So they do. And, you know, I'm going to the doctor maybe once a week for the next three weeks to check on me. And they run some labs and all that. Everything comes out fine. Like they Hmm? couldn't find what could have been wrong? Like, was that the case? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the case. And so then, what's it called? One day, my family and I, we decided to go to Denny's and we have breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's like chit-chatting and like talking about school and like this and that. And for some reason, like, I don't know, I just zoned out, you know? Like, I was just zoning in and out, in and out. And I remember grabbing an orange juice that I had. And I started sipping on it, you know, and then my mom looks at me and she's like, are you noticing anything? And I'm like, uh, what's wrong? You know, like what's mm-hmm. going on? She was like, the, you're like sipping on the orange juice and it's like, um, and it's dripping through the other side of your mouth. And I'm like, really? And so I touch myself and I'm like, oh, dang, like I have orange juice all over my shirt. Mm-hmm. So that was and you could not feel that? I couldn't feel that. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. And then my mom looks at me again and she's all like, are you closing your eyes? Or is it, are they just like that? And I'm like, what do you mean? I take out my phone and I look at my right eye and it's like halfway open. And I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. you weren't controlling any of that. It I was wasn't just happening. Controlling. It was just happening. Yes. And so then 
I try to use my right hand to pick up the fork. Tell me why I couldn't pick it up. It was like so weird, you know. Oh it was really gosh. weird. And so my mom got so worried. My dad got worried. And they were like, okay, we got to go. So we didn't even finish eating. Mm-hmm. And so we went to emergencies. I think it was a uh, children's hospital that we went to. Mm-hmm. And so they, they rushed me there. And the doctors looked at me and everything. And they actually um, injected me with steroids on my face. Because wow. they were like, oh, you're, you know, your face is starting to droop. And they explained everything. And they told me, well, you were having a, a stroke. Mm-hmm. But good thing y'all were able to catch on to it. And, you know, y'all got here just in time. So I was like, dang, like, how mm-hmm. how does, like, I don't know. It go from an ear infection to fevers to almost, like, it was a stroke, correct? Yes. And you were how old again? I think I was, like, 13. How, that must have been so scary. I, it is. I'm like, how does that happen to a 13-year-old, you know? A stroke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, they inject me with steroids. Um, They put me on antibiotics. What's it called? Because I still had the fever. Usually. Yeah. So oh, my goodness. I had antibiotics and everything. And they run some tests again. And everything's controlled. And I get out the next day from the hospital. And they tell me, you have Bell's paralysis. so. Um, just so that you don't worry about your face being, you know, droopy and like you're having loss of your motor motor abilities in your hand. So like, you know, it's just something not to like worry about. It'll go away in a week. And so then we go back home, you know, they gave me a little exercise sheet to do to start getting my strength back and everything. I feel like I'm getting worse and worse and worse. And so then... I think it was by the second or third week, I literally couldn't move. I was like, what's going on with my body, like, on my right side, you know? Mm -hmm. It was so hard for me to, like, walk from the restroom to my room or to get out of bed. It was just so hard. I just, I don't know, I, like, I feel so sad. I was like, am I really going to, like, lose, you know, myself? Am I really going to, like, stop walking? Or I just started thinking so negative, you know? I mean, how could you not, though? I mean, you didn't know or understand how your body was, like, going through all of this. Because it must feel so hard to have no control over your body in that way. It is. It's it's super hard. And so um, just all those thoughts, like, it just took me down a, you know, mm-hmm. a big, dark, deep hole that I was, it was so hard to recover from. Because I was like, I want to be outside and playing, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I can't even go to school. I literally wasn't in school for almost two months, I think. Wow. Yeah. So, you, I mean, yeah, that's like a quick change. You went from like going to soccer practice to all of a sudden, it's a huge hassle to even get out of bed. Yes. And so then I remember this one week I woke up and, you know, I was fine. Like my right hand was, you know, normal. I felt my leg like. Just like nothing ever happened, but it was just my face afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, my right eye was still closed and I was able to open my left eye and do everything. I don't know if you ever seen that sad emoji face. That, yeah. That's how my right side looked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the way that you compare it. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the right side was a sad face and on the left side was a happy face. <laughs> and how did your parents feel through this process? Oh, my mom. My mom was the one who was crying and everything, you know, mm-hmm. praying to God that something, you know, a miracle would happen and like everything was going to be okay. 
But by then, I was already like, okay, you know, I just got to go through the process. My, you know, I lifted myself up, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, weeks go by and everything's fine. Everything's normal. And another thing happened. I wake up. I'm going to school, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at myself in the mirror and I have a big red bump on my eye, on the same right eye, right? And I'm like, oh, dang, what's going on now? And so my 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 right eye is like warm and red and I have a big bump. And my dad, at the moment, my mom was working at Sunset High School. And mm-hmm. so she wasn't there. It was just my dad. And so like him not knowing what was going on, he like, panics you know he's like oh dang like what's wrong should we take you to the hospital and I'm like no I should be fine I'll go to school but if I do get worse like you know I'll call mm-hmm. so I'm going I literally I went to school eat breakfast and I couldn't even go to first period I called my dad and I'm like hey you got to take me to the emergency room I don't feel good and by the time we got to the ER um the red bum had gone to my right cheek and then my right ear and it went down to like almost my neck in a way so it was just like trickling down it was and Mm-mm. could you like feel it was it like almost like a cyst or what was it that it was like a, a squishy ball like if you like pressed on it mm-hmm. like you could just feel fluid you just feel oh my goodness wow yeah and so then you know you, how you wait on the er you check in and everything it literally had covered like half of my right side of my face. And I remember taking a picture, but I can't find it. But I remember taking a picture and sending it to my mom. Like she she was like, what is going on? And like, I don't know, for some reason I was happy. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, if I already went through something, I cannot like put myself down. So I was like, just go with the flow. So I had to smile, send it to my mom. And... At that moment, that's when the doctors, they call me in, I sit down, they run some tests, and the doctors come back, and they're like, hey, you have cellulitis. And I'm like, what's cellulitis, right? And he describes it as a infection that happens in the lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. So it's a life-threatening situation. If it travels to the brain, I believe, it gets shut down, basically, and, you know, the chances of dying are pretty high wow yeah so when the doctor said hey like there's a chance that you know you might not make it and I'm like oh man like am I really going through this you know I actually cried I cried that day I mean I'm tearing up right now (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) it's okay because I mean how hard must that be to hear like you were still 13 correct yeah and then your parents to also hear that because you go for weeks thinking that something small ends up to becoming like this life-threatening disease that you guys had no answers to and then suddenly it's like oh it's this and also by the way you might not make it like that's horrible it is and I remember just you know they were injecting meds on me you know for me to make it through and um I was asleep most of the time I remember that I just Mm -hmm. I I don't know I was out of it because all those medications, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I remember in one of my sleeves, I had a dream where I was like praying to the Virgin Mary. You know, I'm a Catholic. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm -hmm. praying, you know, singing songs about her, 
And I don't know, for some reason, I felt myself like in a peaceful place. Like everything was peace and everything was calm. I think I remember someone saying like, it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you'll make it through. And I woke up with my, you know, my eyes being watery and everything. I'm like, what's going on? I just had a dream of something. Mm-hmm. And it felt just so peaceful that it leaves you in awe. Yes. And I was like, oh, like, where's everyone? As soon as I, like, the that moment that I woke up, there wasn't anyone in the room, not even my parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything felt still, calm, and peaceful. And I remember my parents had brought a Virgin Mary and had sat it in the room. And um, I remember looking at it and like, oh, my God, you don't know the peace that I felt. And by the next day, it felt like nothing ever happened. Like Everything Mm -hmm. was gone. And everything just went back to normal. Wow. Yes. And so, like, I don't know, like, that just makes me, like, think about how, you know, something or, you know, answer my prayer I guess you could say you know the Virgin Mary heard me <laughs> wow so you had a dream you know you're singing songs and like praying to La Virgencita yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear somebody say it's gonna be okay you wake up you have this um kind of like restorative feeling like you have hope mm-hmm. and then soon enough you're feeling better again yes exactly that is that gives me chills that gives me chills I'm tearing up <laughs> oh man like me telling the story to you right now I feel like I'm stuttering too much it's just the fact that I'm like nervous and like everything I don't know like happiness fills my heart and like I'm just moving so much just because like me saying that story like it brings so much emotion to me that's a miracle it is i'm so sorry if i'm like stuttering throughout the podcast no (laughs) no you're totally fine i think i'm stuttering because i i don't even know what to say (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like the next day i feel fine like nothing ever happened and of course you know like we went back and they're oh, you still have a little here and there but you know some antibiotics and you'll be fine so I go back home, I take my meds, and up until this day, um, I sometimes, like, I wake up with a drowsy eye, or I wake up with my my right face a little bit, like, a droopy, but with some exercises that I do, like, real quick in the morning, like, everything goes back to normal. Do you still go to the doctor sometimes to check up on that, or? I used to, but I haven't gone just because of school and everything, but I do plan on going back and getting a physical and getting some blood work done to see where everything's at, and it is something to be concerned about because you never know when it's going to come back. Yeah, for sure, and also, I feel like not many people know about that disease. Yes, they don't, and it's so it's a funny story that whenever I was taking a class here at UNT, it's called advanced athletic training. And so in that class, we talk about like diseases and injuries that happen in sports, basically. And so I was assigned a disease. And so, of course, you know, me going through that, I was like, OK, this is what I'm going to talk about. And I felt such like an expert just explaining everything to the class. It was so cool. It was a really nice experience to like tell my story to those you know students there that's awesome I think that's amazing that you're able now to like take the experience and turn it into a positive despite how traumatic and like devastating it must have been but at the end of the day you got such a beautiful miracle out of it I did I did and what I got off of that you know miracle 
it was, you know, to live life, live life like if it was your last day in earth. No matter how down you are, you always have to look at the bright side of things and, you know, put a smile on your face no matter what. Yeah, of course. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Brian. I know it must have been difficult to revisit the situation and I bet it's something that's hard to talk about, but I appreciate your bravery and being so open with us. Thank you for having me on the show. And I hope to, you know, come back and do another one. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, I'll let you go now. Nice talking to right. you. Nice talking to you too. Bye. Bye. Hearing Brian's story just feels so special. I want to address that Brian mentioned a beautiful dream that he had about the Virgin Mary a day before he suddenly zoomed into recovery. Like he mentioned, Brian is Catholic, and the Virgin Mary is a staple within that religion. So please, respect his experience as it's his angel moment. I started crying midway through the interview (laughs) because it just hit so hard to hear what he went through at such a young age. You would never think that Brian went through something like that, as he's always laughing or smiling. I'm sure you can hear how positive he is from listening to his story. If you were to know him personally, you would see how hardworking, reliable, and generous he is. I appreciate his vulnerability in this process because it's not easy to speak on traumatic events like so. I genuinely wish Brian the best in his future endeavors as he recently graduated from the University of North Texas. I'm just so certain that he's going to change lives for the better. I mean, he has already impacted mine in such a beautiful way. Take what you will from his story, but I realize that it's so easy to take your health for granted, and I want to be more intentional with how I spend my time moving forward. Looking at the bright side is a choice, despite how out of control life might feel. I hope you found something encouraging from all of this. I'm sending my best wishes. May serenity be with you and take care of yourself. Until next time, goodbye.